Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. <laughs> Hello, Deck. Hello, George. How are you? I'm really, really good. You say that every we time. We are... Well, I am a really good every time, Declan. What, what can I say? It's Monday. It's sunny. What's not to be good about? Did you have a nice Father's Day, George? I did. Thanks for um, for asking. Obviously, I'm not your, your dad, so you no. didn't need to send me anything. No cards or nothing, but it was lovely. Um, boys got me some barbecue gear. Can you believe they it? Did. They <laughs> <laughs> they like they know they thought right. So I've got uh, some actual metal skewers. So I've been using like wooden ones, so they do like burn, burn. But it's pretty. But so I've got metal ones and uh, a good brush, some other bits and bats for the barbecue. Bits and bats. I can't let that slide. Is that are we saying bits and bats now? Is that allowed? Bits and bats. Why? What would you say? Bits, bits and, and bobs. Bits and bobs. You can't just throw bats in with bits. No, 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 no. See, you're not. You're not a real cockney, obviously. You're just bits and bats. I'm, I'm bits sorry, and bats. I, I can't. I can't stand for that. But I get it. I can. I can understand small, small things. A sort of plethora of small things. Is Bob small? I don't know how big is Bob. That's a good question. <laughs> Shit, maybe bats are better. At least I have yeah. a, more of a reference point. How was your weekend? I went to a gig on Friday night, and on Sunday for Father's Day, I went to Harringay Box Cup with my with my son, who I were trying desperately. Who I fathered. Yeah, who I'm <laughs> desperately trying to avoid him punching people at his nursery. So it's probably not the best idea to send him up the old box cup. But it was a lovely day. It's always the best, uh, one of the best weekends of the year in terms of amateur boxing. In terms of all boxing, actually, it's a bloody lovely tournament. What did? Declan Junior make of uh, the boxing. Uh, he spent most of it. He spent most of it running around with his mate, playing with a tennis ball, as opposed to watching the boxing. Sat him. I got him a slush puppy at one point. And that is always the key to just a couple of minutes piece. And he sat and he watched about. Um, really wanted him to watch this guy Leighton Birchall, who, who he'll probably be watching on TV in when he's at school in ten years or so. So um, you know, it'd be one of those. I'd be like, yeah, you saw him when he was sixteen at the box cup. So it's a lovely family day up there. Big shout out to Zone as well for sponsoring it, by the way. Um, mm. So yeah, wonderful weekend all round. Dale Youth, my club, uh, had representation Harringay Box Cup. Lucas getting in at, uh, at the cruiserweight, under 86 kilo. 
class and he won and he oh. won uh, best male boxer of the tournament as well did he so, yeah I, wish I think he had him. to hang around right to the end to uh, yeah. to get that belt great weekend of boxing indeed um, and you, you were the boxing George professional boxing at the iconic York Hall on Friday night Sky Sports boxer uh, had a show there was a uh, last minute sort of shuffle round when Adam Azim um, who was main event had to pull out he had a, an infection in his hand which, yeah that one sounded minging didn't it I mean I saw, I saw Adam I saw Shane and yeah they were getting it treated getting it treated they couldn't really figure it out and obviously the physio that they work with is an amazing physio and he gets you fit to fight like that's what it is you know it's, you got a fight coming up get you fit to fight and also you don't need to be we're not footballers so you don't like okay right let's go and have like 20 MRI scans and then sleep in an oxygen tent it's like it doesn't feel broken have some anti-inflammatories and give it a go in two days time but it wasn't really working so i think they figured out that it had an infection in his hand not sure how that happened yeah so apparently apparently he got a nut he, he cut his knuckles in sparring and then they the the wound got infected adam couldn't box apparently they had an, antibiotics um all week but he couldn't he didn't make it I thought maybe they might elevate Isaac Chamberlain to main event, put him in like a 10-12 rounder if he's fit because he was on the card. Um, not a boxer fighter, he's a, he's a Hennessy boxer, but um, established championship fighter. He didn't get the call up. It was uh, Fraser Clark who got elevated from an 8 to a 10 rounder, um, sort of headline, co-headline with Caroline Dubois. Well, we're going to discuss those fights a bit later. What I really needed to talk to you about when it comes to the York Hall now, anyone who's ever set foot in there at any time of the year knows it's, it's pretty warm in there, particularly mid-summer or mid-June Friday evening, George. And most of our listener interaction this week centred around your shorts. Your yeah. shorts, as you were on Sky working, and you were looked like straight off the barbecue, mate. People were saying, is this allowed? Is this Can, can George Groves, the former WBA Super Middleweight Champion of the World, just stand on sky on sky shorts in his shorts is that what was the thinking behind that i mean it's really hot isn't it johnny nelson had flip-flops on to be fair so let's just get it straight right i've only been you know i'm not the, the on the on the cusp of fashion and is that um, an exclusive not on the yeah. cutting edge of fashion george groves no reveals. but there was some there was some emails that were circulated from sky saying look it's gonna be like a greenhouse boiler house like dress appropriately you know sky have toned it down and definitely in the last five ten years trying to be down with the kids and it's more smart casual you know it's no longer suited you know you're not allowed to wear a tie or anything like that they want you know chic glam i don't know but um chic yeah, I, took glam? A, they, I mean that's not on the, their email description that's me that's what my interpretation that's of it. that's the barbecue look the chic glam that's Johnny Nelson, Sheik Lamb. Yeah. So I thought, oh, I'll take a punt. Like, I'm going to wear <laughs> my little short sleeve shirt, shorts. To be fair to me, they're the only shorts I clean. You know, I haven't got a, a, a huge plethora of shorts. No. Um, I've got three. Three pairs on on, on repeat. And um, turns out I misjudged it. The ones I wanted to wear were still wet uh, out of the washing machine. Not from, like, the barbecue or anything. So, yeah, that. And then yeah, white trainers, safe with white trainers. Yeah. I'm not really sort of a, Solid a loafer pick. man or anything like that. But, yeah, it did. to be fair, it did have slight barbecue vibes, especially because Johnny and Anna went dark. I didn't realise they were going to go so dark. Johnny's got long, long, long trousers, sandals. Now, That's rogue. Only someone like Johnny Nelson is going to carry that off. He was, I mean... 
This is what happens when it's hot and you're at your call. Things get weird, mm. right? So then we found this tiny little room, which was going to be the sort of makeup room. But it's also, it's just a store cupboard for the chairs. So you got poor Anna in there. She's like trying to get her makeup done, a hair and makeup. Like me and Johnny don't need to do hair. She's got to do hair and makeup. There's a plug socket in there. So obviously I'm lingering like a weirdo trying to charge my phone. And Johnny Nelson's coming in and out. He's looking for black nail varnish because he wants to paint his toes black. Anna only had dark purple. So he said, no, I can't wear that. That's ridiculous. So um, apparently dark purple, ridiculous. It had a little shimmer shine to it. Again, Like, chic, like an aubergine. Like glam, chic glam, like I was trying to bring in. Yeah, what sandals colour, long. What colour do you, do you do your toes underneath the white shoes? Don't need to. Declan, my white toes bottom. are gorgeous already. What was, it, um, what was it like in there then on Friday? Because, yeah, it looked like an absolute sweat pit. Not not the longest card ever. Like short, sharp. You know, not it didn't go on and on. But um, what was the atmosphere like? There's no place really like York Hall when it gets going. Yeah, everyone loves York Hall. It was nice and full. It always seems pretty full at York Hall. Anyway, it's hard to not feel very hot. Declan, you don't want to keep moaning about how hot it was. But it was very hot, and it definitely played a significant factor on the fights. You know, Caroline Dubois, I think, was feeling the heat. The main event, Vac fights like that anyway but Frazier Clark was feeling the heat got to him. So it was, it was a decent little card, but it was it was a sweat box, Declan. It was it was hot and sweaty. Do you know where else is hot, George? Where else is hot, Declan? Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia? Yep. I got some news. Yep. I got some Saudi news. I spoke to, last week, Amir Abdallah. Amir Abdallah is the man who is the head of boxing at Skill Challenge Entertainment. They're the promote, promotional leg of Saudi boxing. They're the people who put the money up, get the boxers on, they've signed Usyk. You know, that's the, it's those people. He is the he is the head of it. I interviewed him because I wanted to get an update on the big heavyweight double header. You know, the one that we were sort of teased with uh, in February and then it kind of went quiet and everyone seems to be having other fights now. I wanted to see what the crack was with the latest with that. Um, so I spoke to Amir, who was kind enough to break away from a family uh, holiday in California to, to talk to me. And do you know what, George? We might just be going to Saudi in December. Me and you. I mean, yeah, it's going to be worth it because... If How you much did you charm the pants off him? Is he going to sort us out? This guy, a, he's, a, he's a charmer. He's a proper charmer. You can see why he's got this job in the middle of the richest family in the world and sort of boxing because he knows what he's doing. Anyway... For those who don't know about this, the idea was that Usyk and Fury would box for all the belts at heavyweight. And then on the undercard in the co-main, Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua would, would box, which is obviously absurd. But then when you think about the amount of money that they've got, it's kind of anything is possible. So I said, was this just sort of bluster or is this going to happen? And George, this is what he said. So he said, of course, he pointed out, look, they're all probably going to box now. Usyk's going to box Daniel Dubois, his mandatory challenger. Joshua looks like he's probably going to fight Dylan White or someone in August, September sort of time. Tyson Fury's on the lookout for a fight as well. Wilder seems like the only one who might not box between now and then, but there's talk of, again of the Andy Ruiz fight coming up. So they may all fight. So he said, look, they've all got to win first before we can do it. And he said, but if they do, and by the end of summer, early fall, We'll have a better picture of where these guys stand and we'll get official offers out to them. If they come out unscathed, then I think we're going to have an event in December that will absolutely blow the socks off the boxing world. It will be something that we have absolutely interest in, but nothing is official yet. And I said, how on earth are you going to be able to get these four guys to agree to all box on the same 
same show and the mechanics of it and the egos involved. Anyone who's had any involvement in boxing will know that that is ludicrous to imagine. And he said, well, how can we make sure everyone is satisfied? Well, we're going to respect everybody's value and everybody's position. And I would like to think in turn, we will be respected as well. We're not going to put an offer out there that will be one, insulting to anybody or two, anything below a premium price. It will probably be higher than any of them have been paid before. And three, this is the key bit, there will not be a negotiation. It will be, here's a great number, we'd love to make this work. It will be a take it or leave it deal. It will be insulting if anybody came back and said, I want more. So George, we've got, if they all win, if none of them lose, that sounds to me like it's going to happen. What do you think? Well, apart from Usyk Dubois, which is, which we assume is definitely going to happen, there's been a date set for it. Yeah. Are the rest of them even going to box? Like Joshua seemed keen, or Eddie Hearn seemed keen to get him out again three times this year. So he might box in the summer at a lower level. But yeah. it's there is talk of this. Exactly. So how do they schedule a fight and then still be fit to fight in December? Yeah. And roll the dice. They've got to get, have they got to get a win first or not? Like they're all coming off wins. You know, so it's not like any of them are not coming off wins. Even Wilder's Wilder's coming off a win, yeah? Yeah. Is he boxing Siri? So Yeah, he boxed Hellenius, didn't he? Not yeah, so, yeah, he boxed Hellenius. So if it's going to be money that, that you can't sniff at, more than they've ever been paid before, and how much has Wilder ever been paid? Maybe Wilder's never got more than $6 million, $8 million. Um, so he got, if he, he gets got offered, a load for he got a load for the Fury fights, but the, the the perceived wisdom is it's something like you know it's going to be something like here's 150 million quid each or 100 million quid each, and then all the other like negotiations and the problems and the hurdles and stuff. It's just like oh yeah, actually I just want 100 million quid, please, and then they'll make it happen. You don't need to pay them them guys that much money, do you? No. Really, you don't need to pay them a third that much. You know what I mean? If you offer them 30 million each dead they'd snatch your hand off is it part of the, the bigger picture or is it just because there's big money and and someone's happy to happy to spend it i, I think it's the, it's the latter and that's what and that's where abdullah comes in he's it's an actual promotional company and they're going we want to make saudi the heartbeat of boxing i even said to him like this some people have argued this could be damaging because basically the reason we didn't get fury Usyk at wembley this summer is because Usyk basically went, well, I'll get paid more to fight him in, in Wembley, so I might as well wait for that. Or I'll get paid more to fight Wilder or anyone in Saudi. So I said, you know, is this damaging? And he said, it's a, it's a fair question. And then he started to get a bit annoyed and his voice went up a little bit. You know, they don't want to do every fight in the world, but they, it's one of them where any big fight that can't get over the line is going to require Saudi money now, which means we might get the big fights, but it also might be a damaging thing in the long run. But it's interesting. I think the whole sport, the whole face of the sport is going to change. They have big, big plans. It's not just like a thing that they sort of fancy doing at the moment and then they're going to move on. I think they're really using it. And you know what it's like in boxing. You can kind of, if you've got the money, you can kind of do what you want. You can kind of muscle in. They can't do what they want with Premier League football, for instance, like aside from buying football clubs and whatnot. But if it comes to boxing, look, you box there and it's one of them where they went, okay, we can, we can get everyone paid the most here. Let's get let's make it happen. If it means we get an event like that, then it's kind of gonna be successful, isn't it? Because that's all that anyone really wants in the end is to see see these fights happen. Um, and before that, we haven't had it. Now, I think you might be on something with Joshua though, because he was supposed to be at the Box Cup. Um, he obviously won it with Finchley maybe twice, definitely once. There was talk he was going to be there as part of his sort of relationship with the zone and whatnot. But 
He didn't because he was going to come over to do that and then also to do a press conference to announce the fight with Dylan White. But that hasn't happened and they haven't arranged the fight yet. Who knows where that's going to go? Who knows if they don't make the White fight, whether they'll fight anyone. But I'm, I kind of get what you're saying. We're in the middle of June now. They're thinking, I could get all this money in December. Eddie Hearn said that Joshua kind of wants a fight because he's, he's with a new trainer and it'd be another fight, another camp, another, you know, just go through the motions. The Franklin one wasn't great. Like build on that and then go into a fight with Wilder, which is obviously incredibly dangerous. But who knows? Maybe we won't see any of those lot fight uh, before now and then. But you know, we are going to see fight, George, finally. Is it Mr. Spence versus Mr. Crawford? It is. Errol Spence, Terence Crawford. Fight's been made, yeah? This is huge news. It's done. It's finally done. The one that I thought looked like it was going to get away from us, it is, it is officially on. It's going to happen. But is it too late, George? Is it Mayweather-Pacquiao late or is it about right? I don't think it's Mayweather-Pacquiao late because by the time they thought Pacquiao had the loss, like he wasn't on that incredible run and Mayweather aged really well. I think at the moment people are saying Crawford's a favourite and Spence, he's just not, he's just not, the machine, quite the machine that, that Crawford is. But Spence, in a really hard division, has never really looked phased. Has always done the job. The wins over Porter, the wins over well, pretty much everyone. Um, it's, it's, I think he's naturally a bigger man. So I think I don't I definitely don't think it's too late. I think now anything later than this year, you start going. Oh, I wish this should have been happened years ago. You know, they've been talking about it for five plus years now. But this is as good a time as any. How about you? What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I kind of, it would have been nice for it to have happened a couple of a couple of years ago, a year ago, but I don't really care because we've kind of got it now. Um, I do wonder about the size of the fight. Like it's massive for us in boxing, but I wonder about the size of it outside of boxing. You know, I always think, I always gauge it on what like my non-boxing mates, what goes in the group chat. No one seems to care about this that much. They cared when Jake Paul, Tommy Fury got made, but there's not many people going, oh, what do you think about Crawford Spence? Which is shame. It's like this internal mega fight. Um, so I'm interested to see how that crosses over because it's only next month. It's the 29th of July, T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas. So um, Yeah, but De so Dave, let's go back to that quickly. Cool. If, if you don't think it, it's going to get the hype, you know, the attention that it deserves, whose fault is that? Is that is that people's fault or is that your fault, the journalist? I think... <laughs> My hands are you are, are you uh, like we started this show talking about Fury and yeah. Wilder in Saudi ahead of Spence Crawford? Is it our fault for not for not talking about the the best fighters fighting each other? I tell, I tell uh, you, or is it the fans' fault? I think it's definitely not the fans' fault. The fans just get what they're given, and this is this is the problem. They, you are you are get you you get what you're given, yeah. Like, and you're told what to like, um, and it's usually what they can put together on TV. And yeah, sure, some some people sell better than others. Some people have a better personality than others. But I, I think herein lies the problem. Errol Spence Jr., right? For many people, personally not me, but he might be top three pound for pound for some people. Maybe gets top five, top 10. You know, he's right up there, right? This guy, and listen, he had a very serious car crash in there, but that's not notwithstanding here. He's boxed, so it's 2023 now, July. He's boxed. You're Dennis Ugas in April 2022. That was the last time he boxed. Before that, it was December 2020 when he boxed Danny Garcia. Before that was September 2019. Before that was January, February, March 2019. So fair play, he boxed twice that year. But that's an anomaly for his record. Then Carlos Ocampo, 
in 2018. This is a guy, Errol Spence, who's boxed once, twice, three, four times in nearly four and a half years. How a premier fighter in the sport, a world champion at welterweight, can anyone expect to really properly build him when he's really not boxing that much? Because people just overtake him. Like, that's what happened. Crawford's been vaguely more um, active, boxing sort of twice a year for the most part, but not massively and not even, not big, big names. And that's what the, the stick that people use to beat Crawford with is that his record is great. You know, he's undefeated, what is he now, 39-0. and 0, And again, right up there in the pound for pound regardless of what you think about it. But people go, well, what's his best win? You know, he beat Sean Porter, he beat Kel Brook, beat Amir Khan, et cetera, et cetera. But did he ever beat anyone at their peak? And this is his opportunity to say, I want these fights. I've always wanted these fights. So this is, this is what I'm about. But I think that's the problem is the lack of activity with those super names. And this is the problem when it, just to pull it back to Saudi, is if you get people going, I can make a million, a hundred million quid to box in Saudi once every 18 months. Do you think they're going to put themselves through three camps a year to get combined total of 15 million? It's not going to happen. The whole sport is going to be skewed in that sense. But before any of that, they're gonna, it's going to happen for all the belts, IBF, WBO, WBA, and the WBC World Welterweight titles, George. Who wins? 39-0 Terence Crawford or 28-0 Errol Spence Jr.? Yeah, we're going to go into predictions already. Yes, give me well, give me a, give me an early prediction. Look, and this doesn't mean you can't backtrack, you can't change your mind, but right now we've had them both in press conferences last week talking quite nice bit of um trash talking back and forth actually, much more than I expected. They're getting into it a little bit. Right now, how does it sit in your gut without overanalyzing anything, but what do you think happens? I think Crawford beats him. I think Crawford's that bit better. He's been that bit more active, but at the same time, less miles on the clock because he hasn't had the car crash. He hasn't had huge fight after huge fight. Size is on Spence's side, you know, obviously, and I think he's a man who's never had any trouble. You know, he's always rose to the occasion, always got the job done. So, like, how do you go against either guy, really? That's, right the, beauty now, of, that's the beauty of the fight, isn't it? There's no, yeah, you, you're trying to pick a hole in it. Exactly. Right now, I'll just say momentum maybe with Crawford. But it might it might still be like best to come from from Spence. A boxer night he boxed Kel Brook, um, and yet Brook was coming off you know the 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 loss to Golovkin. You know he was promised a pay per view after fighting Golovkin, taking the bullet against Golovkin. Basically, Eubank pulled out and he needed someone. They're like, right, let's put our unbeaten welterweight in. You know, in many people's eyes, he was the best fighter in the UK at the time, pound for pound, probably unbeaten, weight champion, fan favorite. They put him in McLaughlin, gets his eye broke, breaks his eye socket. But on the basis of that, said, "Oh, you can have a pay per view fight. Thank you. Who have I got to fight? Errol Spence. Fucking hell." <laughs> um, and he ends up getting beaten pretty badly, and then breaks the other other eye socket, goes orbital all bone floating around his skull. That's Spence, like. He's a force. Like, he's a force. Even, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of everything about this car crash, but this car crash sounded horrific. The pictures looked horrific. And he's still in the pound-for-pound list. Do you know what I mean? He's lucky to, to be walking, let alone anything else. I think there is something about him like that, where you're like, it's essentially unstoppable. So it's, it's a, this is a brilliant fight, uh, Declan. And I think it's definitely the right time. No one's been exposed. No one's been caught short. No one's been found lacking. So there's, it's definitely not too late. You know, it's just not too late. 
One little point I want to make on the weight front, because I'm with you and I'm with basically everyone who's going to analyse this fight now between now and six weeks away. They're going to go, yeah, but Spencer's naturally a bigger guy. You know, you've got to, if you got he's a bigger guy. He's the one who, you know, will have the strength advantage and whatnot. One thing is that, as we know, the older you get, the harder it is to hold that weight. So we don't know, maybe, you know, he's, there's talk of him, he'll be going up after this, or we might, he's talking about fighting Canelo and stuff like that. Whereas Crawford has obviously come up from light welter. So that's the idea. He's a slightly smaller guy. But it was 2017, so six years ago now, when he unified, became undisputed at 140 pounds. He moved up then. Since then, he's boxed. So it was 2018, his first fight at welterweight. Jeff Horn, Jose Benavidez, Amir Khan, Kavliauskas, Kel Brook, Sean Porter, David Avanesian. He stopped every single one of them at welterweight. So this is a guy... He's a fully-fledged welterweight now. He's been there, what, getting on five, beyond five years, and he's knocked everyone out. Yeah, they're not Murderer's Row. They're not Errol Spence, any of them. This guy's one of the best finishers, maybe the best, nastiest finisher in the whole sport. And I think he's fully-fledged welterweight. And I worry about Spence, how he's held that weight, because he's obviously been waiting around for this fight, and he's got it now. Um, I think it's just a fascinating fight. And you're right, we'll go into it, properly dive into it in the weeks that will follow, but... It's one of those ones that boxing needed, don't you think? And can't wait for it, man. Can't mm. wait for it. Okay, Deck, let's have a quick break. Pause it there. But then after we come back, we'll get in some listener interaction. We'll get, get some questions answered. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, so George we've had some questions in uh, thanks to everyone who re- replied on Twitter as well very much appreciate your responses this one caught my eye dog day afternoon at Phil B4 and this is a good one because your call is a great venue but he said what is the most obscure boxing venue either of you has been to he said for inspiration look at Prince Patel's box rec which is true Prince Patel's boxed all over the shop in all sorts of different countries what springs to mind George give me one that you've well actually it could be any, one you've worked at boxed at anywhere what's the maddest place i've boxed in in some strange towns in germany um on salon cards 
I think Magdeburg, the one in but the the venue was quite, actually the venue was alright. It was more the hotel. Um, what was wrong with the hotel? Oh, was that the one where you tried to make weight in a sauna and got? Yeah, I think that was the one where I made weight in a in a sauna from the seventies, and the woman shouted at me because I had plastic on, um, and kicked me out. I boxed I boxed uh, on a matchroom card in Huddersfield once. <laughs> it was big shout out everyone in Huddersfield, by the way. No offense. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was all right, but. I think, yeah, I'm trying to think of a, sh- uh, of a really low-key venue. The lowest low-key venue might be your call from yeah, Pro. that's the beauty I'd, of it, though. I had a couple of non-TV... I mean, the changing rooms are dire in your call. Like, it's weird now. I keep going back, and where I'm the other side of the camera, they keep showing me all these weird little odd rooms out off the side and side side and I was thinking this would have been great as a changing room it's only as big as a, like a small bedroom but that would have been enough compared to where we were it was sort of like under the stage and you're there with like 15 other fighters um, it has to be seen to believe because people hear that your call's like pokey backstage but it really is that's it that's it isn't it it's, it's quite yeah, mental yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you've got Johnny Nelson painting his toenails as well like you just can't Johnny's move painting his toenails yeah, Anna's you know getting her hair did. Um, Andy Scott, who soon to become an elite club member, he's wandering around trying to avoid me because every time I see him, I say, "When are you coming on the pod?" And he's like, "No, no, 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 no." Um, yeah, so we get him on soon. Yeah, where else is there? Where have you been? Where have you been? Where's the journos? I mean, was you at Bournemouth? You was you at Bournemouth for for Chris's? Um... No, I was in fucking Lisbon when I was. Oh yeah, in, yeah. Uh, so in, they got the footballer. Like when you box at the football stadium, and it's not like the Emirates or something. Like Bournemouth, they have like a little, a little room for the press, and then we had to all sit down and eat our lunches off of desks. You know, mate, like you um, should be, you should be thankful because you do not get any press room at any actual boxing venue. So that is that is unheard of. That is luxury to get a, a press room at at boxing. So big it, up Bournemouth. We doubled up as the canteen. So to start with, I say you had these individual chairs where you just slap down like a little uh, table bit. It was like eating in a high chair, and then you had to eat your little lunch off of there, elbows like tucked in. That was nice and neat and tidy. But I mean, it was a stadium. Anyone who's ever done any sort of covered any sport right now is going, yeah, that's that's life. Every every single week is those little funny desks. It's like the other day. I won't name them, but we waited very long for a. Uh, for a podcast guest and George turned to me and went, this is your life. And it? it's what you do. You wait around for people. It's like, yep, that's it. And now you're on the other side. But the weirdest one for me, I think was, and it, the one that sprung to mind was the, the Daniel Dubois, Trevor Bryan fight last year in, in Florida, the Jaya Lai arena where Adrian Broner boxed actually the other week. Um, place was mental. When they turned up there on fight week, they like unlocked the door and there was water about a meter high in the whole place. It was it was it was underwater. It was submerged in water. So they managed to get rid of it. There were two blokes next to the ring with mops the whole night because it was it was like rainy season or whatever. Just just <laughs> stemming this flood, just stopping it from going anywhere near like Dubois' feet. Uh, there was a dead rat outside by the changing rooms. This it was just like a kind of the venue that time forgot. And Jaya Lai is this sport that time forgot. So that was quite weird. Kiel in Germany, I enjoyed that when. Paul Smith boxing Arthur Abraham. That was a good one. Saudi is bizarre. Like when we did Joshua against Ruiz rematch, it was all kind of temporary and they just put it up. So you just like these amazing places, but with no, with, with 
can you hear that clattering? We can we can hear the building site that you've now relocated to. Yeah, um, that's that's cla- that's the, the the generation we're in. It's the cladding, the post cladding generation. They're taking the cladding off my uh, off my flat. So yeah. Well, thank God for that. Here's one. Scott Bisgrove said, "Who's your biggest underachieving British boxer from recent times?" He says a very good one for me. It's got to be Andrew Selby, which is a very good point. Massive, unbelievable talent. What a boxer he was when he was going. Is there anyone else who stands out? Yeah, no, unbelievable, Andrew Selby. Um, sometimes if you stay stay in the amateurs a long time, it's hard to transition to the pros. Um, elite club member, Anthony Agogo. Um, oh, yeah. And not to be in a cruel way, just poor poor guy just kept getting injured, so didn't it didn't have a chance to um, fulfil his full potential. I think Martin Murray, for me, is always the guy who's the best guy to not win a world title in, in my era. He's up there. Um, but that's not to say that he didn't, you know, he was involved in big fights, great nights. So he's got a, a, a career to be proud of. It's not really a podcast these days unless we hear from the pug himself, Sweet Puglism. He said, he had he had two questions actually, this one. How would you, how would former opponent Badu Jack got on versus Canelo at that 180 pound catch weight? Now this refers to the fact that Badu Jack has tweeted because they were talking, they were in talks to fight for that WBC cruiserweight title, but Badu Jack tweeted it's not happening because they wanted me to come down to 180 pounds, so 20 pounds below the cruiserweight limit and have a rehydration clause. So Jack says it's not going to happen. If he had boiled himself down and agreed to that, how would you think he would have done against Canelo? In his heyday, so around the time when When he he boxed you. From boxing me to like, three, four years after, um, he would have beat Canelo at at that 180. And, and he's a big guy, Badu Jack. I mean, he made 168 when he fought me and that probably wasn't easy. He went up to 175 and it probably wasn't easy for him to make like heavyweight. So probably even at, after that point. Now, I don't think he's not the biggest cruiserweight of all time and I'm sure he can make the 200-pound limit comfortable enough but if he's walking around getting himself down to 200 pounds then he's not going to get down to 180 like, not his age um, either yeah 39 maybe 40 he's all pushing 40 at least so um but that's that's how it works you know i mean it'd be sold as a cruiserweight world title fight 20 pound below the weight and um rehydration clauses and that and i think alvarez might beat him if he's weight drained, I mean, even if he's not, I'm not. Su- I'm surprised they don't just do it at the real weight. You know, I mean, obviously fighters want every advantage possible, but um, Badu Jack being 200 pound and, and essentially slower, bigger and slower, and an easier target. I know Canelo's not that sort of fighter. He likes to be able to punch people up, and the bigger the guys are, the the easier it is for them to absorb the punches. It's not necessarily being able to hold on and lay on them and stuff like that. It's just. You just you're thicker all over, you know. Um, they hold a better shot, so he won't he won't want that. He won't want to beat Badu Jack on points. He'll want to stop him. I so, personally hate that though, George. Don't you? That the whole point of it is that he wants to go and win a title at cruiserweight. He's done he's done one at a belt at light heavy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. To do it five pounds above the light heavyweight limit, that's not winning a work. That's not going and beating a cruiserweight. That's that's just nicking a belt or get, giving yourself every advantage. That's not cool. I don't like that at all, especially from a, like a great like Canelo. Like if you want to win at cruiserweight, go to cruiserweight and do it. You know, or don't exactly. Yeah. As you say do it or don't. Like you don't have to do it, uh, so don't do it. You know, who's who's bright idea? It might not even be Canelo's bright idea. It might be some PR firm or some manager or promoter or someone who says, yeah, let's do that but they've got to show their value. Oh, we'll get him down to 180. But no, nah, I don't. I think you should always fight at the limit. You know, always fight. Even if it was like, 
way down the classes when there's only five pound difference between a weight class you know if it's not at the full limit then it's not what it is i don't even like rehydration clauses because they're not healthy so nah not for me that not mm. for me the obvious um, question the obvious question follow-up though george is can cbs do 180 and should he do it cbs can't do 180 surely not no um but if it's, if canelo wants to move up to the 200 pound limit i'll be campaigning for that that's a nice big fight in bournemouth um, obviously Lawrence Acoli with the with the rematch clause at the moment, but nothing announced. Usually when this stuff does, it's the following week, boom, rematch clause announced. Um, I think everyone's exploring other options. Lawrence might be tight at the cruiserweight limit. He might be looking at maybe a bridgeweight title, if not straight up to heavyweight. So he might have some options too. If you're gonna if if Saudi's gonna spend mega money. There's only one bloke to to throw money at, and that's getting CBS to fight Badu Jack, Chris Billum Smith, Badu Jack, in Saudi Arabia. The vengeance. I'm gonna wear a. I'm gonna make him wear a GG top that week as well. Very nice. Yeah. What well, one man who didn't win a belt on uh, this weekend was Fraser Clark. Now, George, I want to ask you about this performance. Now, we know that Clark was pulled out of the purse bid for the Fabio Wardley British heavyweight title fight because they wanted him to get more experience. That's exactly what he got against Marius Vac. Speaking of experience, 43-year-old Marius Vac. 10 hard rounds in the sweat box at York Hall. What did you make of the performance? Wasn't the best. Wasn't the very, very best. I think we'll see a lot more from from Fraser Clark. He was, you know, but it was hot in there. Vac is almost 21 stone, you know. Yeah. To be honest, and I'm, I'm definitely not criticising Boxer or, or Sky, but... It was a shame because it's a great chief support fight, but main event, because it's such a learning fight, main event, you're looking at it in a slightly good, different perspective. Whereas point, you're like, this yeah. this big guy, he's old, he's out of shape, he doesn't look good, Vac, you know. He landed a few right hands over the top, so that's something that um, Fraser's got to work on. You know, he's a big guy, but if he's giving away a bit of height, he can't get caught with those right hands over the top. A bit more variety from him, a bit more varying of the, of the speed and power, I think. And maybe as always coming off on that that second wave you know you can throw the first two little defensive break go again but it was tough because i think it was hot in there like literally the fight finished and he couldn't even wait for the stall to be put in the ring he was sitting on the on the bottom rope so yeah it was hot and, and he, he's is a guy who's sort of uber critical of himself uh he said it was a good job that he got pulled out of that wardley fight um because he wants to learn tonight was hard um, he's happy to get the rounds. And I think they shouldn't concentrate too much on the rounds. It shouldn't be getting 12 rounds. It should be just gaining the experience of being in there with wily old pros, working on the things you're working in the gym and then putting them into practice in real fights. He's still a few rounds shy of that. Great, he did 10 rounds. There'll be proof in the pudding for himself that he can go away and say, well, I've got, I can do 10 rounds. But let's be honest. All fighters can do it, you know. Uh, once you've done, once you've trained for eight, you can squeeze out ten. You can certainly hold on for twelve, you know. So being on fire, flying for a full twelve rounds, that comes with camp after camp after camp of doing that sort of training. Um, do you think he beats Fabio Wardley? I think he needs one more fight before thinking about Fabio Wardley. Not necessarily that he can't beat Fabio Wardley now, just because in terms of his bigger picture, his bigger picture doesn't need to be. Fabio Wardley now for the British title. Um, they got their wires crossed, whether it was Boxer or 258 Management or a combination of both or someone else who interfered, lobbied on his behalf with the board and they've gone, yeah, sure, have it. There's your, your mandatory. And then so, uh, Boxer have gone, hold on. No, 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 no. 
we don't fancy that. But that's made him a tougher fighter. You know, we talked about it on Friday night. I think that are thick in his skin. It's annoying. It's frustrating. It's embarrassing. But these things happen throughout your boxing career. So it's what toughened him up. He's been a bit embarrassed publicly. So what, man? You know, it's um, it's only going to make him a better fighter. The fight on Friday night will make him a better fighter. I don't think he needs to rush now for that Fabio Wardley fight. It's not like, oh, you've done the 10. We know you can do 12 now. Away you go. Get as many of them fights as you can. And as I say, ideally, not not headline where you've got that, that added pressure of, you know, selling the show. If he does it as a chief support or get yourself out to the States, like Daniel Dubois did it, you know, many other fighters did it on their way up. Joyce did it. You know, when they get out to the States and they fight another type of fighter like that who's hard night's work, he's fighting for his livelihood. You know, he knows he's not going to go on to win a world title, the guy in front of him, but he knows if he doesn't perform, he gets forgotten about because there's so many good club fighters in the States, even at the heavyweight division. So, yeah, I think I think keep keep himself busy. You know, he's 31 now, so it's he, he does need to make everything count. You know, he's going to be one in challenger for a world title within the next two to three years, maximum. Don't waste time chasing that sort of fight with with Ward. If it comes up organically and it's getting it's the right move, go for it. But for now, yeah, I'd, I'll be looking for more more vackings, more vacks. Speaking of um, rounds, Caroline Dubois got got those as well. First time she'd ever gone the eight round distance. Big step up fight for her against Yanina Lescano, like top level um, opponent. But she won every round and dropped Lescano in the fifth. Um, to move to 7-0 and with five inside the distance now, Caroline Dubois. What did you think of her performance? She boxed really well. Les Carno was a good, was a good fighter, a very good fighter. Um, I think Dubois was feeling the heat in there. She looked, that last gear that she can go through where she gets rid of the girls in front of her, she, she didn't have that night. Um, and it won't be because of injury or fitness or illness or anything like that. I think it was just the heat in the, in, in the arena. It was probably... The hottest it was was when she she came out. After that, obviously, a bit later in the night, temperatures cooled a touch. But she boxed really well. I mean, she comes out of that southpaw stance. She's got that great right hook. You know, it's it, it's it can either be a drop back sort of check right hook, or sometimes it's on the front foot coming off coming off like a straight left hand right hook. Um, she goes head and body really well. Patient. It was good. I think you know she's talking about fighting uh, Michaela Meyer at the end of the year before going up and challenging for the Katie Taylor titles, you know, whether they, they're going to still be with Katie Taylor or not, we don't know, but I think that's, that's a, that's a, that's a good route. It's an aggressive route. Uh, Michaela Meyer is someone who we've all heard of in female boxing. She's been around a while. She's boxed at a higher level. She's got good performances, good wins. Um, and she talks a good game. And therefore you've got that added interest, that added pressure when, there will be a lot of media before the fight because the, both ladies um, will be able to sell the fight. Caroline Dubois, she's growing into the role of being a professional fighter, I feel. She's coming out of shower a little bit more. She's she's speaking a lot more. She's a lot more comfortable in them situations as well as certainly putting in the graft in um, in the gym. So another solid performance from her. I, I, I think she can come way happy with that and... Even the bits that she might not be happy with where she went the distance, stuff like that, that's always a bonus for him, you know? What what do you think? Yeah, I think she's she's basically there now. I think the hype is real with her. She's um I think Maya is not too soon for her now. I, I feel like Maya might look at her and be like, Well, I don't want to fight her for like that is massive risk and very low reward. But you know, it'll all be about positioning. But I think it was a good a very good step up for her and she did the business in style. Um 
Elsewhere, Isaac Chamberlain, elite club member, he won eight rounds against Dylan Bregion, former CBS opponent. And also, amongst others, Hassan Azim won in a round against Ruben Angulo. Go and find the video of that. Elsewhere, we're not going to talk about this one. It wasn't a classic. It wasn't my favourite fight I've ever watched. At the Smoothie King Centre in New Orleans overnight, Regis Progray defended his WBC World Light Welterweight title against Danielito Zoria. Um, dropped him in the third Won a split decision, which was strange. It looked like a UD for me every day of the week. Um, but we'll see what he does next. Let's talk about Devin Haney next. Who knows? Maybe Jack Catterall might get the shout. Um, we'll see. But Prograde on the matchroom, uh, marching on. It's good to have him back. And it looks like it'll be a meaningful fight. Uh, and that concludes. How about that for the weekend, for this week, George? Yeah, before we go, though, Declan, how was the Arctic Monkeys? Oh, mate, Arctic Monkeys. For me... They're the sort of band of my lifetime, um, if you could say that. Massive fan of the first two albums in particular. Third album, lovely. Sort of lost track of them after that. But, you know, they when I was at uni and that teenager, they were, the, they were the band. And I'd never seen them before. And I saw them at Emirates Stadium on Friday. They're headlining at Glastonbury this weekend. So if anyone's going to Glastonbury, you're in for a treat. They did like 25 songs or something. It went on for ages. It was... <laughs> It was amazing. It didn't rain. It rained last night in London. They did three nights in London. So, yeah, anyone going to Glastonbury, enjoy it. Try and get near the front. All the best with that. But, yeah, it was worth missing um, York Hall for. Probably won't see him again, but I'll see Fraser Clark again and Caroline Dubois again at some point. Which Arctic Monkeys um, song would you pick for your ring walk, Declan? Probably uh, Are You Mine. Yes, it? that's a banger. That was. I'm only saying that because that was the last tune. That was like their encore, encore, and it was. Is yeah. that what? Is that what the encore, encore? Yeah, is? it was a not, bit. It was a heavy spoily, one. Spoily. But um, yeah, I mean, they could change it. They've been mixing it up um, across the board. So I'll be watching that on iPlayer and whatnot. Um, lovely way to kick off the weekend. Best way to finish it though, George, is recording. How about that on a Monday? We're back on Wednesday, aren't we? Yes, Declan, we are back on Wednesday. How how could someone make sure they don't miss that? Well, before they worry about missing Wednesday, the best thing to do is to become an elite club member. Oh, yeah. Right? To do that, they need to hit the follow button in their podcast app because that means they are elite and it means that we know they exist. And then the more people who do that, the better it is for us, basically, which mm. is like really good for us. And we'll be really happy with that. And then you can stick the notification alerts on and you won't miss any episodes. So you won't miss any of these How About That mm. Mondays. Or regular viewing Wednesdays. Yeah, and if the the beauty of this club, George, is that everyone's got a voice. So if you're if you're a follow, you follow us, then you can go on your socials, GG Boxing Club, on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Get in touch. Ask us any questions you want about the weekends, about stories in boxing, like our friends did today, and we'd love to hear from you. Anything, anything you want to know. Also, stuff about George's career. We, we're due a Q and A soon, so keep them coming in. You can leave us a review on Apple. You can do all of that stuff. Um, what about if they need some music to listen to, though, George? That's what I'm interested in. Yep, if they want to listen to some music, you can listen to our playlist, The Ringwalk. It's on Spotify. Um, so just search The the Ringwalk on Spotify. You'll find it. If you can't do that, you can't find it, then go on to our Twitter account. Go on the link tree. There's links to everything. There's links to uh, The Ringwalk. There's links to merch, which is still flying off the shelves. Rumour is there's going to be T-shirts real soon. Since it's summer and all we got is hoodies, uh, we're going to have some T-shirts real soon. They'll be out. Um, if you are sick of listening to adverts, then you can listen to us on Amazon Music. Ad free. Ad free on Amazon Music. And Declan, 
please tell me I'm going to see you again sometime this week. You are, not once, but twice, because we're on a thruple. We're on a three-pod week. And you know what I really want to know is the ring walk choice of Wednesday's guest. Shall I tell you who it is? Who is it, Declan? It's This is a big one. Like This is a major moment for the club because we finally have an official president. It is the president of the World Boxing Council, the WBC, the green and gold. It is Maurizio Suleiman. He's in the club. We've somehow managed to track him down and we're doing a we're doing a podcast about sanctioning bodies, which so many people have asked for. Hopefully, we'll just scratch the surface. We'll uncover a little bit. We'll give you some insight into what it is a sanctioning body actually does. And then, George, who we got on Friday? We have none other than the excellent Jack Wilshere. <laughs> Footballing legend, Arsenal legend, England legend. Yeah, and now yeah. soon to be coaching legend. Well, he's yeah, he's just won the under eighteen, the something with Arsenal. He's he's a, he's in there. He's the under eighteen manager at Arsenal. He's already coaching. He's already bringing home the bacon in his new his new life, and he's now in the club as well. Well, he's in in the club not just for his obviously his, his, his excellent talents within football, but he's actually a boxing fan. He's actually been in the boxing gym. He's actually been working hard, uh, becoming a fighter. So we need to hear about that. We need to get him in, hear about his progression, hear about when he's making his debut and many, many other questions. I want to, I want to know which footballer he wants to have a fight with, so we should ask him that. Okay, so Wednesday is Maurizio Suleiman. Friday is Jack Wilshire. This has been How About That. The three-pod week is in full swing. Yeah, it's a, it's a triple GG BC. Oh, yes. <laughs> See you Wednesday. <laughs> Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.